Hey, so welcome to the Church Explain podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Today, we're joined by an amazing guest and we're going to introduce him in a second. But of course, my name's Dave McKeown, for those who don't know me, and my host is... Nathan Benger. So great to be together. Wonderful. And I think just what you're mentioning there, it takes... It takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? It takes courage to step out and do what you've done because you went from a place of security to a place where you've stepped out. And of course, that security will obviously come again, but it takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? Just to say, well, somebody else, I've done my bit. I no longer fit. And actually, it's time for somebody else to fit. That that takes a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of guts. <laughs> so well, well, well done on that for having the guts and the courage because it could have been so easy just to stay where you were and and just enjoy and, I suppose, you know, just go along with the flow. But it, it takes a lot of courage. And that says something about, weird about your leadership and your gift and your obedience to God as well, which actually maybe can encourage some other leaders today just to say, well, what's what's the courageous step I need to take going forward? Well, th- I, I, thank you for saying that. <clears throat> just the Lord, the Lord gave us the grace that we needed when we needed it. And mm-hmm. he's been so kind to us in every part of the process. So that couldn't have done it without that. But yeah, thank you. No, really good. I know uh, you chatted to Dave offline uh, beforehand, and um, I know you mentioned some spiritual transformation in the last couple of years i wonder if you could share kind of what has happened and some of those significant shifts uh, in your life yeah so um this is something that i'm probably the most passionate about right now in this season of life but it was the summer of 2020 it was june 2020 actually and you know we're all a couple of months into covid and lockdowns and no one's really doing great mentally or emotionally at this point but I remember I was sitting on my back porch here at my house and I was just felt so empty, so depleted. And I remember just praying saying, God, I don't feel the abundant life in Christ that I've, that I've told people is available. I don't feel it right now. And just, I, I don't feel healthy. I feel, I wouldn't have defined it as burnout, but it was probably something like that a lot of anxiety and i was just praying for help and the lord just in his in his own way just impressed upon me you don't have any healthy rhythms in your life spiritually physically or emotionally in this season and until you make those changes and take ownership for your life there's no space for me to come in and do the healing i want to do and so what that did for me was pretty transformational and it it started with very small changes. So it started with me reorienting my prayer life away from just a, I'm going to check the box and do my quiet time in the morning, but to really read more and more about prayer and how to do more, like I said earlier, like silence and solitude and praying through the scriptures, the app Lectio 365, I started to, to use then and that helped me learn how to pray through, pray through the word. And so I started to, to, to really expand my prayer life there. I started to eat better because before then I ate like a five-year-old and ate donuts all the time. And just, and plus my metabolism was just like, you can't do that anymore. Um, I started working out, um, more disciplined. Um, and then also 
I had always been a night owl. I would go to bed at like 12 or one. And I realized that if I wanted to start my day with the Lord, I had to, I had to focus on how I was ending my day. And so I started like going to bed earlier, waking up earlier. So all these things were happening simultaneously. And I realized that, that as I was disciplined in one area, it was contagious in other areas of my life. And it started to all around bring a sense of wholeness and healing to me. Um, I grew up in a Baptist tradition with, like I said, my granddad being the pastor. And for me, as I got older, I rebelled a little bit against some of what I would have called legalism, which legalism it is a bad thing. But I think in running away from legalism, I'd run away from discipline in my faith and realizing that legalism and discipline are two very different things, even though they look similar sometimes. Legalism is an attempt to look good to others, to look good to God, to try to earn approval. Um, discipline is just building your life around what matters to you. And, you know, realizing that no other pastor, no other church, no other person can take ownership for my spiritual health, but me. And so starting to go on that journey just changed my life. Um, and I, I began to love God's word more, began to love being in prayer more, began to hear God's voice in a clear way, um, became way more, um, aware of my own failings and my own weakness, but was able to bring those to God, um, in a different way. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a very healthy season. For, in fact, my last year at Elevation, I would say would have been my healthiest, uh, season of ministry there. And so it wasn't like I was leaving because, oh, I'm not feeling healthy. If anything, it helped show me you can get healthy in a high-paced environment and a fast-paced uh, organization. And in any kind of style of church, it's up to you to figure out what you're bringing to the Lord. Um, God showed me how much I was looking for the approval of other people more than resting in His approval. There were so many lessons God has taught me through that. And so I am passionate now in this season about helping people, especially in modern American church, go through a similar process of discipleship of saying, yes, Sundays are awesome and corporate worship is amazing, but how do you live that out day to day to day and worship privately and bring your heart and your soul to the Lord and let that work itself out in your life? I think that's something that we can do as a as a whole, as a church, a better job of pastoring and disciple people, discipling people into that process. Yeah, good to hear that. And and just picking that up a little bit, is that is that for you then the most? I'm trying to think of the right words. Is it the most thing that the? No, it doesn't come out right. I'm sure we can edit that yeah. out. So, so. <laughs> Uh, is this uh, just thinking of the question then uh, are you most excited about this at the moment yeah so right now I am you know the thing I felt like the Lord was really asking me to do to step out in this season is to I love to teach I love to preach I, I realize I love to write I've been writing a book and all of it is centered around this concept of um, just bringing your whole heart to God and and creating healthy rhythms and disciplines of consistency in your life. 
And so for me, I am very, very passionate about coaching church leaders and pastors and worship leaders, especially on how do you lead from a healthy place in God? Because I think, I think that then allows your teams to be healthier Um, because what's in your inner world always comes out in your outer world and it's always going to manifest itself in your leadership. And so whenever I coach somebody, before we get to the mechanics of being a worship pastor or creative director or whatever, I always want to start with the heart. And like, let, let's really walk through what are your prayer rhythms? What are your Sabbath rhythms? What are you, you know, let's look at all the areas of your life. And so that's been a real joy for me to come alongside some people in this season and do that. And then to write about it and to teach about it as well. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. Hi, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We just want to take a moment and pause and let you know about something exciting we have on offer right here from Icon Open. We help leaders find solutions through our coaching and team training. And we've worked with all types of churches in different countries around the world, from large churches to small churches, and of course, anything in between. And leaders come to us for a variety of reasons. For some, they simply want to get to the next level in their leadership. They want a coach to work with them for a period of time so they can get new momentum or fresh ideas or fresh insights for the next part of their journey. Other leaders will come to us, maybe they're working through some opportunities or challenges in their church and just maybe to have someone to think with them and help them process through big ideas like staffing or teams or transitions really does seem to make a difference to them. So if you've never had a coach and you're a senior leader or a leader within a church, we want to encourage you to get in touch with us because we think we can really help you find the solutions you need for the next part of your journey. Have a look at icon.church forward slash coaching and you'll find all the details there of how to connect with us and we look forward to hearing from you very, very soon. Great. No, I think, I, I think, um, yeah, what you're sharing in terms of the whole wholeness thing is, um, it, it's such a big thing in the, in the church as well. And I loved your analogy of, uh, legalism and discipline. Um, because, um, yeah, we would, we would, we would take discipline as legalism many times and, uh, even vice versa legalism as, as discipline. And so, um, uh, yeah, just um, I just think really helpful for us uh, in this season, uh, just to think of our own lives um, to uh, to implement that in our own lives. So that's that's the thing you're excited about, Wade. What are you most challenged about at the moment? Oh man, so many things. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's personal challenges. I feel like I'm I'm navigating, and then um, even in you know, just as I look at the church as, as a whole, things that I'm challenged by, I'll start with the personal. I think really uh, the balance for me of somebody who wants to make things happen and I, I'm a driven person and I think drive can be good. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I'm trying to learn that balance between resting in God and trusting in God and taking it like realizing that I have a role to play and there are things that I need to do. I can't just pray. I have to pray and work, but knowing the difference between working and striving and saying, okay, I'm going to do what I can do. And then I can rest, um, in that, and then trust that the Lord will get, you know, <clears throat> if, if I wrote a book, the Lord 
my, my um, future is not wrapped up in a publisher. My future is wrapped up in the Lord. And if he wants this book out, he can get it out through whoever. And so it's learning that, that balance of trust of saying, I'm going to do everything I can do, especially in the season where um, I'm not on a staff anywhere. So it feels like there's a lot of uncertainty in my life. So I'm really challenged to, to trust and to work hard, but then not strive and not try to force something to happen. That's not what God has for me. Um, so I'm really, um, and I think that's where just my time, like my, my times in the morning and my times of, of prayer throughout the day, just help me recenter my heart and say, okay, God, I give this to you. There, there, there's a prayer that I love to pray. I think I got it from John Elridge, a book he wrote that says, I give everyone and everything over to you. And I just find myself praying that multiple times a day when I, cause I'm a very anxious person. I, I struggle with that. And so whenever my anxiety level and my worry level like starts to rise, just realizing I can stop in the middle of the day and just rest in God, even if just for a few moments. Um, so I think that's a personal challenge. Um, I would say, you know, right now, um, just as I talk to a lot of worship leaders, um, I see so many worship leaders who are wanting, who, who have amazing hearts and they're pastoring their people and they're, they're loving the Lord. But I think there's this allure to feel like, oh, the next step is always, I have to build this worship brand and we have to release these songs. And, and maybe this, this level of success or this definition of success that we've put for worship leaders, worship pastors, worship music, that I think sometimes the Lord gives a church a mantle to steward. I think the Lord gave us a mantle at Elevation and a calling to steward that. Um, But I think when that becomes your goal and your sole metric of success, that's a very dangerous place to be um, because the Lord doesn't have that for everybody. In fact, I think it's for very few people. And so I think helping worship leaders realize your win is to to be faithful with the assignment God's given you with your people, the people that you're called to shepherd and pastor. And yes, if you write songs, that's awesome. Write them for your church and let your church love to sing them and if and record them and, and release them for your church. And if the Lord does want to do something with them one day, that's great. But don't hold up what you see on Instagram from these other churches that you look up to and you use their songs. Don't feel that you're any less because you're not doing that. What you're doing is building the local church which is just as important and, and pastoring people and walking through people to me, that's the better thing. Like an album and a brand, that's a good thing that God can use when held and and used in the right way. But building the church is the best thing and helping people like really be grounded in that. Um, So I think God's allowed me coming from elevation to be able to have a voice to speak into that. Um, And I'm really challenged. So how do we build, how do we help people, um, want to build the right thing in their churches right, right. now. Yeah, some some great uh, great insights there, Wade. And I think they they're probably um, they work not just in the worship setting, but even with leading a church and being a pastor. Because yeah. again, pastors can look and think, well, in order to be successful, I need to get my book out. I need to do the conference. I need to do the next thing. Where actually, as you've said, and and I think it's good for leaders to be aware. Like it's not for everyone and it's not for every church. 
and and that really is a good thing to be aware of because if not I think we end up striving to get somewhere where we we don't really fit in so yeah. I think that that insight goes right across all leadership I think not just within the worship setting you know so lots of leaders are trying to do stuff and actually maybe they're just doing the wrong stuff really <laughs> well there's a um there's a book that I just read um, by a, a man named Arthur C. Brooks. He wrote the book From Strength to Strength. And I'm not sure if y'all have heard of it, but he's a professor at Harvard. He teaches um, on happiness and the science of it. He's a devout Catholic, uh, is a believer, um, but the book's not written from a Christian perspective necessarily. But one of the things that he said in that book that struck me was, and talking to a lot of high profile clients that he was working with that were struggling with, with happiness, he said they would say something to this effect that they would rather be special than happy. And to me, taking that from a church context or a Christian context, I think sometimes we strive so much to feel like we are impressive or special or making this, we're changing the world or whatever. And we're ignoring the thing that God has given number one entrusted to us, which is our soul, our heart, but then the people that are and like having meaning in those relationships. That is what brings joy. That is what brings life. It's not chasing this feeling of being special. Um, and I think what I see a lot, of, what I've seen in my life a lot, and what I see a lot in churches and worship teams is everybody trying to be special rather than doing the work of being content and joyful in who God has called them to be in this season. Yeah, it sounds like a great book, that. And uh, maybe we'll put that in the show notes and people can look that up as well. Yeah. Hey, hey we just want to find out, um, Wade, just a little bit more uh, about who inspires you. We, we love to ask our guest, who inspires you or who has inspired you mm-hmm. and, and why? Uh, I'm going to give you an answer that's going to earn me some brownie points oh. at home. But... But my wife would, would, would really be my answer. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good <sighs> meal tonight you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, she, so we have three kids that have all had their own health journeys. Um, and so um, our twins were born three months premature, uh, spent three months in the hospital. One of them was told that, you know, she had a grade four brain bleed. We were told to take her off life support because she'd never walked, talked or get out of diapers. Um, and both of those twins, they're doing amazingly well right now. Although Liana, the, the one who had the brain bleed still has some, she's the one who has some weakness on her right side and some, some things that she's still having to navigate. And then our youngest daughter, Sydney has cystic fibrosis, which, um, you know, is, is a serious condition. Thankfully the, what the Lord is allowing, um, uh, the medical world to to uncover right now and the new treatments have been a game changer. Um, but there's still like daily, daily things that Sydney has to do because of her, her condition. And my wife through it all, just when we were in the hospital and in the day to day, she is a rock. I am the stressful one in my family. So I, like I said, I'm the worrier when we were in the hospital if the, the machine started beeping, I would freak out. She would be the one that would go to it and figure out like what needed to be done. And so just seeing how steady and consistent and wise she is, um, I don't know. I just, I, I love 
being married to someone that I admire so much. And so it's not just the easy answer. It's the, it's the, it's the true answer. Like that's who I am inspired by. Big, big brownie points there, isn't there, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big brownie points. You're showing definitely. us something now. We're going to have to say something after this, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing. And uh, what a great story as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Wade, uh, I, I think I'm right in saying that you are launching a podcast. Uh, why don't you just share a little bit about yes. it? So yeah, um, I'm going to be working with Access More to launch a podcast. Um, looks like the first of July, that first week of July. It's called uh, Dreamers and Disciples, and and to me, it's the whole concept we were talking about earlier with gifting about how in the church today, I feel like we've elevated our dream to a place of an idol, oftentimes. And God wants us to dream. God gives us dreams. Um, but we have to dream with open hands and we have to dream as a disciple would dream, which is dreaming with surrender. And so to me, it's, it's walking through each day and learning how to pivot from striving to surrender and, um, and really stepping into God's dream for the world and for, for the church and for our lives. And so this podcast is just going to be just walking through what does that look like on a day to day level like how do you pivot from striving to surrender how do you dream but not like cling to your dream and be open to god's new dream and and what does the bible really say about purpose and calling um and assignment and contentment and all those things so it's going to be i'm excited about it it's um it's not going to be maybe there'll be a couple episodes that are interviewed but it's not going to be an interview format it's just going to be about 20 minute episodes of me just sharing things that i'm currently processing and then hopefully giving some action steps that people can try i call them pivot practices to pivot from striving to surrender like what can you do each week just to help your heart just turn a little bit more quickly to surrender when you feel that striving starting to come on Brilliant. That sounds like a great podcast, that, doesn't it, Nathan? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Can't wait for it to come out. Mm. Oh, Looking forward to thank it. Thank you. Mm. It's great. So, well, uh, they, go Nathan, on, Dave. Go, go on, ahead. Dave. Are we going to do go. No, go for it. No, no, no. Oh. no you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we doing All our right. bonus question still? We are. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do the bonus Let's question. Do Let's do it. So, wait. Okay. What is the one question that no one asks you that you wish they would? And what's your answer to that question? Oh wow! Um, do you want a do do you want a lighthearted or a serious one? Or you it can choose. be whatever I want. You choose. You choose. You choose. Hey, we've we've talked about a lot of serious things, so I'll give you a uh, give you a lighthearted one. What the question I wish more people asked me is: What is my favorite Star Wars movie? And your answer. My answer is, it's pretty easy answer, honestly. Episode five, Empire Strikes Back. I feel like there's no other right answer other than that. <laughs> um, You're not setting your ways but I on also, it, though. No, not at all. <laughs> and and here's, here's a hot take that some a lot of people hate on the sequels that came out recently, especially The Last Jedi. I actually really like The Last Jedi. I didn't like episode nine with how everything ended, but I was cool with The Last Jedi, so... I could talk about, we could do a whole other podcast on Star Wars. Well, but, well that, that could be arranged. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but we're not holding to that. It could be arranged, but just not with us. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just with somebody else. That's some. That's some other. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, another. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you never know. No, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and and listen, who's your favorite? Uh, your favorite Marvel character? Because you mentioned Marvel er- earlier as well. Oh, that's a great, great question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, my, my family is obsessed with Marvel, like obsessed. Uh, favorite character, though. That's a tough one. I'm a big Thor fan. Yes, Ooh. come on. I really like Thor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the new movie. Yeah. I also love, I love Spider-Man, but um, I feel like that's, in, he's kind of Sony, if we're talking about the, the MCU. But yeah, so Thor is going to be my my answer. Okay, that that's stick with. How would you, how how would y'all answer? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I do like Spider Man. I have to say, it's only because when I was a kid, I had Spider Man pajamas, and like <laughs> yes. once you've had those. Now, let me just explain. I'm not wearing them anymore. <laughs> maybe I should bring them back. You never know. You never know. We're going to leave that one there. So, Spider-Man you know, for me. That, 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 would, that could go viral if, you, if there's that, a picture of you in your, in your Spider-Man pajamas. <laughs> the world needs to see that. The world needs to see that. Well, well uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to leave that there. Yeah. So, Wade, you've been doing some stuff recently with churches, some stuff around coaching and training. Do you want to just say a little bit more about that? And then we'll find out from how, how people can connect with you. Yeah, so I've been I've been in this season. I've been traveling to preach at churches, which I really love. Um, and then also, I'm doing some individual and group coaching through Zoom uh, with about three month semesters. I'm just finishing up a semester now and starting another one late summer. And then also, I love to go and just work with worship teams and staff teams on site. Uh, so you can find out all the information at Wade Joy. Dot com and that's j-o-y-e people sometimes forget yeah, the e yeah. on joy <clears throat> wadejoy.com or on instagram at wadejoy with the e and uh, i'd love to help and serve in any way i can i love the local church amazing amazing well wade we want to thank you so much for being on the church explained podcast and um well done for picking thank- thor as your marvel favorite <laughs> character and uh, next next episode, people, you need to watch it because uh, Dave McEwen might be in Spider-Man pajamas. Yeah, it may yes. happen. Hey, hey. I think it's a word from the Lord. I'm at least eighty. <laughs> I'm at least eighty percent sure that that's yeah. from God. Well, I, I'm eighty percent sure it's not from God. That one. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, as I've said, Wade, it's been so good to chat together and a big thank you to everyone who's listening, watching, however you're consuming the content, subscribe, share it, uh, pass it on to your worship pastors, creative pastors, anyone you know that would be, uh, this conversation will be helpful to them. Don't forget to check out icon.church forward slash open for a whole load of free resources and we look forward to seeing you next time and hearing us next time on the Church Explained podcast. We'll see you soon.